Hey, Rollins. Ribble FM weather. Today will be another dry and settled day with plenty of sunshine, a gentle breeze and temperatures of up to 25 degrees. Top hotel, top chef, top of your list for celebrations. Mittenfold Hotel, sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM. Afternoon and welcome to Lancashire Live with me, Ruth Telford, and the fabulous gardener to the Ribble Valley. It's <laughs> our beautiful Maureen Little. Maureen, hi, how are you? Oh, hi, Ruth. You, you always give me such a lovely introduction. I'm not sure I merit it. Really. Oh, you do. You totally do. You're up there for me, that's for sure. How are you, Mo? I'm well. Yeah, brilliant. Have yeah. you been mowing your lawn? Or well, have we been doing the no mow May? And then into June. Does June have what uh, um, a word? Yeah, uh, uh, keep it. Yeah, um, keep it blooming. Let it bloom in June. I think the one is. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Well, yes. I've done sort of half and half because um, where we live, we the garden is actually well, the whole house and garden is is on. Uh, in a quarry. Right. So In a quarry? Yeah, well, a disused quarry. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, up at Longridge. Oh, wow. And so um, the soil that we've got is like about six inches, if that, and then you hit rock. Yeah. So the only thing that I can actually grow in my garden is grass. N- uh, no- nothing else. Bedding plants? No, not a hope. Not really? a hope. All of it's in containers, all my other stuff. Gosh. But on the grass, on the lawn bit, I've done a really good wheeze. Oh, yeah. Because I've cut the bit that people see from the front front of the house. Yeah. But then round the back, 
I've left a bit in the middle of the lawn. Oh. Um, and it's really interesting what's coming up. So I've cut all the way round so that my neighbours either side can't say, oh, my goodness, they never cut their grass, yeah, do they? Yeah. Not that they would anyway, because they're lovely neighbours. Yeah. Um, but I've but cut- just if new neighbours moved in. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So I've cut a strip all the way round and left the middle bit to, um, well, yeah, just to see what happens. Oh, and we've had loads, daisies, buttercups, speedwell. It's been absolutely amazing. What's a speedwell? It's like, you know, the little tiny blue flowers that crop up in your lawn yeah. sometimes? Loads of that. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, it's really good. So so I've, I'm sort of half and half, you know, no mow May and let it bloom in June. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, obviously, pollinators... Yeah. Have we got plenty of them on the grass? Yeah, actually, because of the I've let the flowers grow, mm. there's an awful lot more. But, they, do you know, it's funny, um, Ruth, because there's been a sort of backlash against No Mo May because people are saying, well, that's all very well, but, you know, dandelions and the like no, go spreading to seed. Like, yeah. And they're spreading, which is great for pollinators. There was a lot of clocks about, wasn't yeah, there? But, yeah, but, you know, uh, dyed-in-the-wool gardeners a lot of them really don't want dandelion seeds no, floating into no. their garden. See, I think they're pretty. I do as yeah. well. So I think, you know, it's it's my C word again, compromise. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you have to see both sides you of the argument, I think. certainly do. You do indeed. Um, so, really, you've taken me off tangent here because I was, I'd brought you in to talk about pollinators. I wanted to know how your oh. book sales are oh. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, going well. I'm, it? Yeah, I'm really surprised. I had a lot of interest and for media as well and... Really? Yeah, I was on, um, oh, crumbs, what was it? A Spanish radio. you kidding? Yeah, um, doing an interview Not on speaking that. Spanish? No, oh no, it's, it's for expats, I think oh, it is. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so, so yeah, I did a, a sort of 20-minute slot on that and I've done various articles for newspapers and magazines and things. So, so yeah, it all sort of feeds in, as it were. So, oh, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm really chuffed. Guess what I've got? What? I've got a bee's nest. Yay! A fluffy bee, a bumblebee's nest. Oh, what does it look like? Can you remember? No. Not the nest, the bee. No, I've not looked. <laughs> flipping yeah, no. Egg. no. There's just loads of bees there. Yeah. But just underneath it, I've got like this pot and it's filled with water. Mm-hmm. And two bees had gone in it and they looked like they were drowning. Now, I don't know if they were or not, so I've scooped them out, oh, yeah. put them on the grass, and yeah. they seem to be fine, and I think they've gone yeah. back up to... Well, they don't drown, do they? Well, the the trouble is a lot of insects, they can't walk on water. No. You know, some beetles can. Um, so if they break the the meniscus, the sort of taut water surface Film, yeah and and they then get into the the water then they are gonna drown i've saved them then you have <laughs> you've done a yeah you've done a really good thing oh there. I, do you know what proud of myself <laughs> are you ready boots start walking All over you. 
We're in the middle of June now, Mo. Yeah. What are we doing in that garden? Because seriously, I mean, you just turn around and something else has popped up, hasn't it? Oh. Mainly weeds. That is the trouble. Mm. I mean, one of the main things now, because, you know, we've had some pretty good weather. Oh, decent. I know at the mm. end of May, it was scorcheroony, wasn't Lovely. it? Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Know. <laughs> You're not the weather girl. You're not taking no, sorry, over. Sorry, no, no, be quiet, Maureen. No. <laughs> But, you know, one of the things, I mean, not only are your lovely garden plants growing, but the weeds are as well. Mm. So it's really important. Daisies are lovely, aren't they? Yeah, I don't mind daisies. I love a little, I'm making I a day, because I've got a granddaughter, and oh. so we've been sitting in the garden and we've do, been doing a few daisy chains. Daisy chains. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, she but wrecks with- them. <laughs> She's <laughs> at that stage, Bless. pulling it all apart, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, a, a lot of weeds in the border, you really don't, want so um or in the veg patch mm. you know what you really don't want is weeds competing with your lovely veggies no because um, they, they tend to be more aggressive they, don't they and they yeah, can really take over absolutely so um hoeing is a really good ho method. ho ho bit early yes. for that Maury. <laughs> <laughs> six months till christmas oh don't please please actually do you know what oh. we it is gonna be like six months and a week off christmas oh 
I, I wish you hadn't said that. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> means 26 shopping weeks. Oh, oh flipping egg. Hush, oh, child. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but it is true. It's, I know. Oh, well, gosh. yeah, I mean, longest next, day. Yeah, next week it's um, summer, summer solstice. solstice. Yeah. Midsummer's Day, 24th. <sighs> I know. Can't believe it. And then guess what? What? You know, the evenings start drawing Don't, in. don't. It, it stresses me out when I think oh. we do. I don't mind the winter solstice when we're on the, the road I to summer. Know. But, ugh, summer. It, it, yeah, I know. Oh. Let, we ought to make the most of it. Yeah, so keep we're all on, right till October. Yeah. yeah. Keep on top of your weeds. Right, so, OK. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you about is hanging baskets. Yes. Find them a bit annoying. And, uh, in, uh, uh, can you expand on that, Ruth? Well, I can indeed. So I love how they look and I love how they all hang and dangle and look attractive and beautiful. But I find them so difficult to keep moist. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think the trouble is, it's like any container, and I think with hanging baskets, it's even worse because just um, drips through. They're just exposed, or it they? comes over the sides or if it comes it's too dry. Yeah, um, I mean, when because hanging baskets are already out now, um, but for next time, mm-hmm. um, there was a good little tip: is at the bottom of your hanging basket. Uh, if you plant it up yourself, if you buy one, of course, you can't do that. But I put a paper plate, you know, just an ordinary paper plate. Paper? Yeah, in the bottom. And that absorbs excess moisture. And what? also... And then it'll feed it back And then it'll... Yeah, it. So, it, oh, wow. so the water doesn't all drain out at once. You are a font of knowledge. <laughs> what a great tip. And the other thing, um, if you are making your own um, hanging baskets, make sure that you leave a gap at the top so that the water doesn't run. I know, over. that's where I've gone daft because yeah. I've gone right to... Well, I do it a bit low. Yeah. Then I put my plants in. And of course... That brings it up. That raises And then up. we're at the rim and then... When it yeah. gets very dry, it just comes straight yeah. over the edges. And I, oh, honestly. And also, one thing that I've been using, although I've, I noticed this um, earlier this year, actually, there was a dearth of them. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. Um, water retaining crystals. Oh. Yeah, you can buy a little packet of them. Um, and they are literally crystals. And you mix that with your, your compost before you wet it. Um, and then those little beads, these little crystals, when you water it, they swell up and retain the moisture. But I don't know if there's something wrong with the chemical composition or something because there's been a real lack of them in you know garden centres and like the like home base there are other uh, uh, of know, course available, garden centres and nurseries available, available yeah um, but yeah there's been a but if you can get hold of them you know next mm. time and even in containers because they do is it a on. bit like the food pellet but yeah with water. yeah but it it it, main, it retains the water mm. I want to come back in a bit and talk about plant food top hotel top chef top of your list for celebrations Mittenfold Hotel sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM it's time to get away with a fold away escape to the country with one of our folding mobility scooters here at Modern Mobility we understand the importance of keeping your independence and enjoying days out with your family and friends we have some of the lightest and quickest folding mobility scooters so you don't have to miss out on anything With easy payment options and friendly experts on hand at all times, finding your ideal scooter has never been easier. Why not visit our shop located on Castle Street or give us a call on 01200 760 006 
and discover your perfect staycation scooter now. Do you have lower back pain, joints hurting, or are you recovering from an injury or operation? Clitheroe Cryo has already helped numerous people alleviate these and many more symptoms. So, could cryotherapy be the solution you're looking for? Located at Clitheroe Leisure and featuring a state-of-the-art cryo chamber, you could expect to recover faster, speed up metabolism, and clear up acne, psoriasis, and eczema. And the benefits don't stop there. Cryotherapy. Give it a try and see improvements after the first session and discounts available for multi-session bookings. Get in touch via our website, clitheroe-cryo.co.uk or on our social media pages. Are you tired of paying a high pump price for your company diesel? Or are you using a fuel card now but worried you signed up to an introductory rate that's now a thing of the past? Let me introduce the Green Arc Fuel Card. With a fully transparent, consistently low price and no surprise surcharges, the Green Arc Fuel Card has nothing to hide. Why not speak to our team on 0345 646 5451 or visit greenarcfuelcard.co.uk and see how much you can save.
Welcome back to Lancashire Live with me, Ruth Telford and Maureen Little, our beautiful gardener. Now then, Mo, I want to know about the plant food that you can put in your pots and containers. Do you have to buy specific or can you buy tomato food that's cheaper? Tomato food. Can you? Yeah, because um, tomato food, it's been um, formulated, if you will, to produce lots of flowers because yeah. that's what tomatoes need in order to produce the fruit. Yeah. So it's high in, in, in uh, potash, potassium. So that promotes the flowers. So anything that you want to flower well... Tomato food is just brilliant for it. Oh, that's great because it is cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And the other thing is, am I too late now, mid-June, to be feeding my flowers or am I not? No, not at all. No. Um, Anything that you've put in in your border or your bed... Um, I'm hoping you might have given them a, a general purpose feed yeah, before you, yeah, before you planted uh, them. No, not really. In that case, you probably need to do that now. So, I mean, I again, just bought the peat stuff. You know, the compost. Oh, that's uh, well, peat. Oh dear. Well, not what? peat. My mum no. calls it peat. Oh, like multi-purpose compost. Yes. Yeah, it's go. <laughs> yeah, peat-free. There's a huge campaign. In fact, it's going to be illegal to buy or even itself peat-based compost because the the peat bogs are being depleted at such a rate. And then wildlife. And not only that, um, peat bogs retain a huge amount of carbon. So as soon as you start digging it up, that carbon is released into the atmosphere and that's the last thing that we want. We Mm. don't want any more carbon in the atmosphere. So peat-based compost, although, you know, a lot of gardeners are up in arms about it because traditionally it's been one of the best mediums for um you know for growing things but there's so many good alternatives now you know peat free peat free compost has come on in leaps and bounds in the last five ten years so there's a huge range now of peat free compost that are every bit as good i have definitely bought compost it's definitely not peat most people refer you might say peat yeah Yeah. it's kind of a nickname as well isn't it you know it's like not calling him Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they passed me by All of those great romances You were a felt robbing me Of my rightful chances My picture clear Everything seems so
Elsie Chop. I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought it was meat. But oh. it's not, is it? <laughs> well, some people think it's actually, you know, a haircut as well. Oh, you know, oh I've had course. the Chelsea yeah, chop. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's not actually. It is a horticultural term. And it's called the Chelsea chop because generally this procedure yeah. happens around Chelsea time, which is um, sort of the yeah, 20-something of May. So a couple of weeks ago now. Did you go? No, no. no. Watched it on telly. Nice though. Yeah, yeah, decent. Yeah, but no. They work hard, don't they? At the oh, them. I unbelievable. Mean, the, um, the, it, it, I know it's their job and they want it to, but flipping it, they're good. It's hard work. You know, it looks it. Very hard yeah, work. Yeah. But yeah, the Chelsea chop, this happens around about the time when Chelsea show is on. And it's where if you've got in the border some perennial plants, and I'm talking about things like asters, um, or sedums, which are now called hylotelephium, but I'll carry on calling them sedum. You go for it, um, girl, because so we're not hylotelephium, no, are we? Not no. at lunchtime. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> so, so um, really, the sort of more late flowering, late summer, early autumn flowering plants, if you leave them, they can get a bit tall and leggy, and then you end up with a lot of growth and a few flowers at the top. Uh, so with those plants in particular, if you cut them back by about two thirds, which seems really drastic. Yeah, like hacking them. But it's not because, um, don't hack them right down to the ground. You've got to leave some bottom for growth. growth yeah. yeah. Because all those then little side shoots that come out of where the leaf joins the stem, they will then grow. So what will happen, you'll get more flowers, but the plant will be shorter. And also, it will be more sturdy, which means you won't have to stake it. Ah, uh, that's good, isn't it? So, it's a win-win situation. It certainly really. is, definitely. Now then, you were telling me there about um, shoots coming off. Yeah. I've got two rows. They're not trees. They're not normal roses. The standards. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, that's like a bit like a stick. A with stick the with the flowers on, lolly in a pom-pom. on the top. Yeah. They're in no shape whatsoever because obviously they're at my house. You can imagine they're all <laughs> over the gaff. And I've got blooming spritz coming out of my uh, stem. Yeah. Well, they have. Yeah. Um, all the way up. And I'm thinking, this is going to change the shape of this plant altogether. Yeah. What am I going to do, Mo? Do you want Do you want to keep your lollipop shape? Um, yeah, I think so. In that case, you need to nip those all those shoots off. Oh, what if I don't one. then? Then it will revert to a, a a very narrow stemmed shrub, basically. Right. Okay. Oh, so, so it just really depends. And they're in pots. They've been in pots now for oh, let's say four years. Right. What would you do? Would you Would you take them out and put them in the ground or not that I have a lot of ground to put them in. Yeah. I mean, I think they always look nice in pots. The yeah. thing is, if you've got anything in a pot, a rose or any other plant, it's reliant on you for its water and its feed. I'm good at watering. Yeah. It's its feed. Are we back to tomato it's, juice? Yeah. Because, yeah, again, you know, you want your rose to produce flowers. I do. So, tomato food, again, is one of food, the best. not juice. No, food. No, not in a tin. <laughs> food. <laughs> Not kidney beans with it. Did I say it. juice? No, I did. Oh, <laughs> it's because I'm hungry. 
And also, if you've got things like roses in pots, in fact, at home I've got two pots that have got um, two lovely viburnums in, which flower in the springtime, and they're in a lollipop shape. So what I tend to do in late spring, so it's it's not too late now, is I scrape off as much of the top part of the soil as I can and put some, um, I use chicken pellet manure because oh. it's sustainable and it's brilliant. Um, sprinkle a few of those on the top and then put some new compost on top of that. Not peat. No, not peat. <laughs> Multipurpose compost yes. is just what I use. Yeah. And give it a good water and that, that will refresh it as well. Really? So, so you not- don't actually have to repot the whole... No, no. I mean, th- these have been in these pots for what? five years now uh, but it is the watering and the feeding yeah, that yeah. will keep them going and so as a rule of thumb for anything that's coming up year on year mm. um are we saying that if you scrape off a bit chicken pellets mm. and then a bit of uh, multi-purpose compost back yeah. on top yeah and water we should be good to go for another year or so yeah. exactly <sighs> that's great isn't yeah. it because I, it's a lot less effort than digging it all out yeah Absolutely. And actually, while we're on watering as well, mm. it's, it's useful um, because for every inch, so I'm in old money, what's that? You're two and, and a half centimetres. Like yeah. So for every inch of water that you put, the, I'm talking about containers now, yeah. things in pots, for every inch of water, that water will only penetrate five inches down the pot. Really? So all plants really need to be soaked so if you've only got an inch left at the top of your pot fill it let it drain fill it again so i've got a really massive pot that i inherited and i swear it's a meter from the ground it's really really but i've only got little bedding plants in the top (laughs) do you know that can look really it does look really pretty but i'm worried that i'm not watering that enough so do I need to do that so it waters all the way to the bottom and then it'll come back up or do I just carry on just doing surface watering? Yeah, I, in, in that case, if it's that deep, uh-huh. those bedding plant roots are never going to penetrate oh, never. that far Not down in the soil. No. So with something like that, you know, you, you have to use a bit of nous really. How far down will those roots penetrate? And if you think, well, they'll probably go down about what six or eight inches, then as long as you water... The top bit. Yeah, that amount Mm. that will soak into the soil to that depth, then you're away. Right, okay. Because speaking of Christmas, that's where the Christmas tree was, but sadly it didn't live to tell the tale this year, so (gasps) it's had to go. So I thought, I'll put bedding plants in for a change. Yeah. But I'm ready for a Christmas tree going back in back end. Yes. (laughs) We'll be back in a bit.
Me and Mo. <laughs> oh, we could call it that, couldn't we? The Me and Mo me Show. Me and Mo Show. How about that? Love that. Like it. Yeah, me too. So, Mo, um, I was talking about my rose and you were telling me to take the little um, new bits of growth off yeah. the stem. Um, but what if I wanted to do a cutting? Can I do any cuttings from a rose or not? Um, roses tend to be more taking them later on in the season. So what with a rose, you need either a hardwood cutting or a semi-ripe cutting. So Ooh, yeah. sounds complicated. I, well, um, it's not for the not for me, is it? This p- no, no. But if you've got something like oh, I don't know, a buddleia, for example, oh, yes, or a lavender, oh, yeah. um, or um, fuchsia, yeah, you can take what's called softwood cuttings. So these are little shoots that come on the plant that aren't going to produce any flowers but are really flexible they haven't started getting to the woody yes i know what you mean so you can take cuttings off off those sort of plants now and that's why they're called softwood cuttings because the the shoots are still flexible so what do you do do you take it right back to the wood yeah so you 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 literally (laughs) if you've got a shoot coming out Mm. what you need to do is with your secateurs or snips or whatever you use in the garden is cut that shoot off close to where it joins Mm. the main stem and then when you've taken it you need then to cut it again just below where a leaf starts to grow out from the from the stem yeah Um, i'm gonna have to listen again you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing so you cut it off so um, and then you take leaves off any leaves off that shoot um, for about, I don't know, inch and a half, two inches, something yeah, like okay. that. Um, Maybe two and a half to five centimetres. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then literally all you have to do is the bottom of that, where you've taken the leaves off the stem, stick that part of the stem into a pot, just an ordinary flower pot with some multi-purpose compost, and it will root wow. because the roots grow from where you've taken the leaves off. They're called nodes. 
Isn't it incredible? Um, I nature's love nature. incredible. Absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah. A little tip though, if you want, um, say, a new buddlier, yeah. I would advise you to take three cuttings to get one plant. Oh, really? The is chances it? are you might get two, but inevitably one of those cuttings is going to fail. Is that right? Yeah. Why are they a little bit more it, uh, who fussy? Knows? Yeah, mm. hit and miss. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, gardeners will generally, if, you know, if they want six new plants, they'll take at least 12 new cuttings. Really? Yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. <laughs> top hotel, top chef, top of your list for celebrations. Mittenfold Hotel, sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM. Sweat-drenched torsos, skimpy vests, leg warmers, growling strongmen, catwalk models in pastel yoga pants. Nope, it's just not like that here at Clitheroe Leisure. We're more about how you feel, not how you look. An uber-friendly bunch that welcomes you every visit. We have gym and weight room, indoor classes, new fully refurbished changing rooms, sunbed, sauna and steam room. And our team are here to help you all the way until you feel at home. Visit Clitheroe Leisure on Chatburn Road. And with lots of free parking, come and have a look around and a chat or visit clitheroleisure.co.uk for more info feel awesome feel great feel the buzz at Clitheroe Leisure are you tired of sky high housing costs are you ready for a change of scenery at Three Rivers, our rural caravan park is the perfect solution for those seeking an affordable, peaceful and beautiful place to call home. Nestled in the heart of the countryside, our park offers exceptional facilities, including a cafe, swimming pool and function suite. You can even choose your own plot and specify the style of home that best suits your needs. Don't miss this opportunity to join our thriving community and enjoy the best of both worlds, the convenience of modern living with the charm and serenity of rural life. Contact us today to learn more and schedule a tour. Three Rivers, the perfect home is waiting for you. Is debt piling up on your doorstep? Are you avoiding opening letters or answering calls? Is debt weighing you down? Start lifting that burden today. Christians Against Poverty are here to give you a helping hand to deal with the paperwork, the calls, the stress, and ultimately to find freedom from debt. A member of our Clitheroe Debt Centre team can visit you in your home in the BB7 postcode area. Give us a call on 0800 328 0006 and start your cap journey now. That's 0800 328 0006.
talk about raising the roof uh, we're pretty pretty good at that here at Ribble FM or raise the roof as this is more uh, appropriate I think when we get events locally they're normally the usual but this is something really really special uh, Katie from raise the roof is here uh, Katie welcome to Ribble FM raise the roof in that kind of like I know they always do this but that one to two sentences what exactly is raise the roof Raise a Roof is a fun family festival that's all about raising money for our local church, St Nicholas in Sabden. And it's taking place in Sabden, I presume? It is. Um, not at St Nicholas because we don't have space big enough. So <laughs> Churches Together is a huge thing in Sabden. So another church in Sabden, St Mary's, is kindly letting us use their community hall inside and outside space. I think when you, when we normally hear about fundraisers, particularly for churches or local buildings with the grace of respect to everybody else that's gone before us um a bit boring <laughs> but this this is like proper this has got the full spectrum hasn't it cut you know it's kind of like catering from kids to adults but so much going on how have you managed to get this lot together um, it's been a challenge. <laughs> loads of loads of volunteers, loads of people looking in and helping spread the word. We're really lucky in Sabden. There is a big community spirit, and all of the acts, bar one, are from Sabden and all doing it free of charge, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, we're really lucky. I think where we live has helped us along the way. Uh, the, the thing that people always say about Sabden is it's a really close knit community, isn't it? And, and if that community are putting on an event like this and go, all coming together again, it just strengthens the fact that it. it it's a proper cool little community, isn't it? Um, how much does it need to raise? Well, <laughs> Go on, you can take a deep breath. Yeah, deep Would breath. Would you like another gin? <laughs> <laughs> so the church needs £200,000. It's got roof issues and dry rot issues. Um, but if we can raise a significant amount, it opens doors for us to then apply for community grants and funding. Oh, the match, to, like fund yes, matching. exactly. Right, okay. We just need to look like we're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say that normally, as we've said before, when it's sort of like community building events, I shouldn't have said boring, but they're not just as vibrant and colourful as this. Um what would be your, and I know who my favourites are, and we shouldn't really have favourites, but I have, <laughs> but um, who are you looking forward to seeing on the day? Um, that's really tough one, because I know them all so well. <laughs> you really put I'm bleeding hot water here. Why didn't you mention me? What about me? Why wasn't I first on your list? Oh, well, um, oh gosh, the kicks, Shaky's brother, they're like big bands from Sabden. They were really, really popular. Francois, she's got an amazing voice. Um, Xanthi Zimmer in the Gimmer, they're like such a random setup that are just that's the one I'm looking Fantastic. forward to yeah they're going to be great but then like I know my kids are really looking forward to Taz Entertainment he's like quite a big name in the children's yes. entertainment land and I just thought children happy parents are happy they'll stay longer spend more money so we've got Taz coming in doing <coughs> <like> donate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all about 
money. It's all about raising the money. But yeah, there's so many, so many. Um... So apart from the actual festival, which obviously is raising revenue through ticket prices, yeah. if somebody doesn't actually want to go to the event but wants to support the calls, yeah. can they do that? Absolutely. So we've got um, sponsorship opportunities. We've had quite a great response actually on that we've had um, Honeywell Estate Agents they've sponsored us um, Brookside Garage in Sabden Shippies in Sabden DAC so we've had some great um, support through that so if anybody wants to sponsor they can get in touch donate as any amount of money it doesn't have to be a big amount just anything to but support but they're quite key on the local businesses we've certainly seen over the fundraisers we've done in the last few months that when it goes out there and, and hits the mainstream social media the gossip groups etc local businesses really want to get involved in community now don't they exactly um and you don't have to be in Sabden, no, you know. You, no. you got to remember, you could be either side of the wedge, as we call it. You could be in Burnley, or you could be in yeah. in the Ribble Valley in Clitheroe. Um, so, if you're a business and you want to get involved in helping this fabulous community project, then please uh, do get in touch with Katie. If you drop us an email to studio at Ribble FM, then we'll forward Katie's number to you, so you can get in touch for that as well. Now, what if you're an individual? Will there be donation buckets anywhere where you can just put a few quid in yeah, or whatever? Donation buckets. We're gonna set up an online donation um, for it as well. The key to the event really is if we can get the event costs covered by sponsorships and donations, then any ticket sales and revenue on the day is going all straight ah, to church. right, yes. So we've been so lucky we've had people that are sponsoring the Portal Hoose, for example, yeah. the Bouncy Castle, all these things, security, we need official security, security fencing, waste management, all these things that cost a lot of money. So we're slowly getting through the list and we're slowly getting them boxed up. Isn't it amazing when... It, I presume this is one of the first sort of like festival events you've done, and and we did Clitheroe Festival last year at the football ground. Isn't it amazing what needs doing uh, that is never going to be really seen? Yeah, like you say, you know your waste management, your security. Um, listen, take my take my hat off to you for for attacking this. But I think the other thing that needs to be said is that's not bad. For a full day's entertainment festival ticket, adults £10, uh, children aged 12 to 16 is £8, and children aged 3 to 11 is £5, and under 3 is free. Because it, it is a little bit tough at the minute for a lot of people, and when you've got a full family, but that is pitched at a great price, really, for a full day's entertainment. And that's what we wanted to do, because I've got a young family. I know how expensive it is to go out for the day, but there isn't many things you can do. You can go to a local farm entertainment place mm. and spend £60. It's only a couple of hours, whereas this is from 1pm till 10.30. I know those with young families probably won't be there that late, but it really is jam-packed with entertainment. There's so much going on. I don't know if you've realised, fish and chips is almost a ten and out. <laughs> so for the price of a takeaway tea, you've got a full day's entertainment. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And there is some really great bands and, and artists there, so it is well worth the money. So, Raise the Roof in Sabden on Saturday the 29th of July. This is just really a little bit of an outline so that people can... Put that date in your diary. Get it in the diary now so it's there. We know a lot of people will probably just go, right, I'm going to get the tickets, etc. But we're expecting this to be an absolute jam-packed day. Um, tickets could get a little bit scarce on the day, but uh, the best thing to do is put it in your diary and get your tickets organised. All you have to do is go to eventbrite.co.uk and you'll see the tickets for Raise the Roof in Sabden. I presume that's right, yeah? That's right, yeah. Anywhere so, else selling them locally or um, is it all on Eventbrite? So we've got them all in the local shops in Sabden. We are trying to get them out in Clitheroe and um, other villages. But yeah, they are on there on Eventbrite. You just search Raise the Roof, 29th of July 
in Sabden. Don't miss it. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks. And as I've said, we'll see you a couple of weeks before to really raise the roof on this and get people <laughs> excited. But what a great event and huge thank you to all the community that have come together and obviously uh, St Mary's Community Hall for you know helping out with a, a bigger venue, so to speak. Um, so yes, look forward to having an update in a couple of weeks. Katie, thank you so much. Thank you. You can reach me by railway. You can reach me on an airplane. You can reach me with your mind. You can reach me by caravan. Cross the desert like an errand man. I don't care how you get here, just get here if you can. You can reach me by a sailboat Climb a tree and swing rope to rope Take a sled and slide down slow Into these arms of mine You can jump on a speedy coat Cross the border in a blaze of hope I don't care how you get here here if you can There are hills and mountains Between us Always something to get over If I had no way Surely you would be closer I need you closer
6.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley. Ribble FM News. 